0: If it sounds too good to be true, well, you know. Imagine watching endless movies for less than the cost of, well, in many cases, less than the popcorn and the soda that you are enjoying while watching that movie. What we can learn from the rise and fall of MoviePass and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Revel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: And coming to you from outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai.
0: This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories. With thought leaders from across the financial landscape, we break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends. And we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own.
1: Thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all inclusive banking platform for the self employed pay armor. Joust Invoice Payment Guarantee Product supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non payment. That's ugly. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com slash MWF and enter promo code money with friends and you'll get a hundred dollars in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. Big thanks to Joust. And it's funny. We uh, we also have as one of our thought leaders, uh, uh, George, their fearless leader joining us, Bobby. So yes. we, we love Joust.
0: We do. And uh, we'll talk more about Joust later in the show. But as someone that has does work, actually, really even still now in the gig gig economy, um, I have experienced that where you're waiting to be paid by somebody. I've never not been paid, but there can often be a delay between the time that you have to pay your bills and the times that people give you the money to pay those bills. And uh, it's nice that companies like Joust are working on solutions, providing solutions for that.
1: Yeah. Well, one solution to, to the fact that movies were expensive for people was this thing called Movie Pass, And we're going to talk about what happened with them. More news about Movie Pass in just a second. Let's see who's going to help us kick off season three, though. Which one of our friends?
0: This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week that can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. This story comes to us from Business Insider, but you can read it in many locations as well. The headline is, MoviePass's owner, Helios and Matheson Analytics, has filed for bankruptcy. And it talks about the fact that this was filed with the SEC and the company's interim CEO and CFO both tendered their resignations upon the filing. Um, and the article begins that um, the remaining members of the board are also have also resigned. The bankruptcy comes four months after the MoviePass actual service shut down. MoviePass had also filed for bankruptcy itself. Um, So these two companies, Helios and Matheson, had lost hundreds of millions of dollars since August of 2017 when it acquired MoviePass and its then CEO, Ted Farnsworth. We're going to hear more about that gentleman. Um, They dropped, they at that time dropped the monthly subscription price to see a movie at any theater once a day from $50 a month, to $10 a month. That's why I was talking about in the cold open that it literally like you can pay more money for your popcorn and your soda at a movie than the $10, which will get you a month of movies. Something's not adding up, Joe. Uh, The price change made MoviePass a must-have for movie fans overnight as the company was bombarded with hundreds of thousands of new subscribers. But the new company could not find a stable business model as it had to repay the movie theater's full ticket price on most of the movies its subscribers saw um, and then the price fall eventually led to the downfall of MoviePass, which could never keep up with demand you want to pick it up there joe
1: yeah and as business insider reported in its definitive uh at the company's rise and fall went to extreme lengths to keep the company afloat which several sources said included blocking some subscribers out of their accounts and helios and matheson along with it the company stock plummeted, and after months of trading below one dollar, it was delisted from the Nasdaq in February 2019. Farnsworth, the mastermind of the ten dollar a month plan, stepped down as the CEO of Helios and Matheson soon after. MoviePass Pass shut down and submitted an offer to purchase MoviePass Pass and other assets owned by Helios and Matheson, including MoviePass Pass films and Movie Foam. Helios and Matheson has yet to sell MoviePass Pass or its other assets. So, believe it or not, Bobby, this might not be the last we hear of moviepass cuz it sounds like Farnsworth might want uh, might want back in
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And I did pull up some other, like I said, this was written about all over the place. I pulled up some interesting data from a site called Screen Rant. And it says that MoviePass should be credited. This goes to what you're saying, Joe, about the future. MoviePass should be credited with popularizing the movie theater subscription service trend. In its wake, companies like AMC, Cinemark, and Regal Cinemas still offer discounted tickets and concessions via their own subscription-based plans. Unfortunately for moviegoers, many of these competitors simply can't afford to offer the same incredible... But ultimately, unsustainable deals that MoviePass attempted to build their business around. So they were innovative in that they had this idea for the subscription. Um, But it's interesting, Joe, you went to the movies we know 38 times last year. Once a week, many weeks, not every week. Um, And yet you, were you a MoviePass
1: Oh, I was. Yes. You were. You uh,
0: had this. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was. And so was uh, our mutual friend and season two thought leader, Chris Browning from Popcorn Finance. Both of us, the second movie pass came on. I remember we were texting each other back and forth about, this is phenomenal. This is fantastic. And and I even thought when it first started, I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to work. And so I didn't expect anything out of it long-term. And uh, of course, only got to use it for a few months before it was went bye-bye.
0: Well, and as a consumer, in this case, your exposure was really limited because it's $10. So, you know, the worst case scenario is the last month you lose your $10. What I thought initially it was that being here in New York, very often the theaters don't sell all their seats. And so they have these sort of clubs that are basically seat fillers where you pay a very nominal amount. Um, to be a member, maybe 50 bucks a year, and then you pay $5 a ticket, sometimes zero per ticket. And last minute, you'll get tickets to a show and you're not allowed to tell anyone actually that that's what you are, but you're effectively a seat filler just so that the theaters don't appear empty because it can really hurt the theater experience if you buy a ticket for a Broadway show for so much money and there's nobody else there or the theater seems empty. So they have seat fillers. So I thought that movie theaters had to deal with Movie Pass. Where they weren't filling the seats, so they were going to give them the tickets either free or very little, and MoviePass would be making up the difference, was the idea. Apparently, we've now learned MoviePass was paying retail. So I don't get it. What was this guy, Mr. Farnsworth? What was the business model? Oh, I know that part. They this to
1: people. What the business model was supposed to be was that they were getting you on their mailing list and then they would partner with movies. Uh, and they did this a little bit just before the end. They would partner with movies. Movies would pay them to then go on MoviePass and sell the movie to all of their people. Like it was a way to try to get more people to go see the movie because MoviePass had all these things. And MoviePass could then make up the money they were losing on every ticket uh, by getting it from... from from the actual film that they were sending a bunch of people to see. So that was the, uh, that was the strategery that was was happening behind the scenes at movie pass. You know, I want to widen this a little bit away from movies because we see this in finance all the time. Right. Uh, And we see people talk about it when I'm in online forums that, 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 Hey, this thing is cheaper than this other thing. This thing is is uh, uh, I'm going to go after the less expensive thing. Less expensive, Bobby does is not the same as better. And I think there are a lot of people that equate that. And don't get me wrong, if if two people have similar um, similar business models and they've been around, and you can get one less expensive than the other, especially if it's not something you really value, by all means, pay less for that. But but free or incredibly cheap is not the same as good. And especially when you're talking about money management, uh, whether it's, whether it is, uh, you know, banking or, or, or mutual funds or uh, whatever. I, I get so tired of people going, but it's free, but it's free. I remember one time when I was a financial planner, I had, uh, I had a fee at that time. So this is going back 25 years ago. My fee was uh, was $700 a year. And I had someone that uh, that didn't hire me because another person was going to do the financial plan for free. And they said, well, this other guy is doing it for free. I'm like, "But d- d- w- why? Why? How do you think this person gets paid if it's free? Right. And they said, well, they just do it. They they just said, hey, you know, um, uh, I'm just going to do it for free because we're nice. No, the person worked for an insurance company. And guess what came in the financial plan? All whole kinds of insurance, insurance. <laughs> recommendations, right? Tons of insurance Annuities, recommendations.
0: Whole life insurance, yes. maybe some universal.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean that the plan was horrible. But 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 if it's free, there's going to be some way they're going to get paid later. It's going to happen, right?
0: And it might work for you. Look, if that movie pass business model had worked, that is a pro-consumer business model. If you don't mind getting the ads in your inbox, which you can certainly uh, filter out, then that actually would be great for me from a consumer standpoint. But I know we've talked a lot on this show about the rise of the free trading. So that's fine. That just means that the business model has changed, that these brokerage firms are not making their money on a transaction. They're making their money in different ways.
1: Yeah, And that's okay as a consumer. That's fine. But as as a consumer, I mean, going to the trading thing, you should expect that. I mean, uh, OG on Stacking Benjamin said, he said, you know what's going to happen? You might wait online a few minutes longer if you have a problem because they're going to hire fewer support people. You know, like companies on Wall Street are very good at making sure in Boston or wherever the heck they are. They're very good at making sure that they get paid. The fact that they went to free trades does not mean that they're giving away the house. They are, it's, they're still going to find ways to make money.
0: Exactly. So you, you get what you pay for, and it's important to pay for things that you want.
1: Yeah, it you is. You value uh, it. Uh, uh, did you do Movie Pass?
0: I did not. Um, I have not found movies that I really wanted to go to. I don't know. I can't think of any movie I've actively wanted to go to in the last year. We do go. So we're in New York City, um, and the only movie theater that I have gone to um, a few times, um, two to three times, I would say, maybe for is there's a Cine bistro that we have where you can have sort of a dinner date where you get food. Oh, that's awesome. The, like a real dinner and you could have drinks and so on. And so I've gone there with my husband more, instead of going to dinner only, we went to dinner and a movie together as a date or we've gone as a family i think i had to see the star wars movie i was kind of dragged to that i'm I'm sure it's great i don't (laughs) want to upset the star wars people it was great it was awesome um so we've done that so we will and here's the thing with something like that while we'll roll our eyes because it is very expensive because we value it as a family experience or as a date night experience we're paying more you know, the, I I yeah. think the tickets maybe twenty or twenty five dollars depending on yeah. the time of day you go, which is a lot. And then you're eating a meal there, and the meal is not inexpensive, so it becomes an expensive movie. But we're not going; we're going to the movie, obviously. But it's it's really more about the the total experience, not just the seeing the movie.
1: That's what when um, my son was at the University of Texas in Austin, we would always go to the Alamo Draft House. Like the Alamo Draft House was so, it was the same thing. It was fantastic.
0: It was a movie theater?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Movie theater. You go see, and, and it was really nice. And, and you know, they had, I mean, uh, uh, taps with all kinds of cool drinks and beers and then a full menu of food that was, was pretty good. It's fantastic. In fact, we do this live uh, on Facebook with uh, lots of friends hanging out here and Gregory's with us today and says sounds like alamo draft house experience bobby Bobby, Mm but gregory's been to alamo draft house is fantastic uh alamo draft house if you want to sponsor the show i (laughs) i could talk about you glowingly like we do about joust oh my god i could talk all day about alamo draft house so good yeah yeah but once again anyway here's the funny about that so we just talked about free models and cheap models about how free and good or not Alamo draft house is, is nowhere near free. And, 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 and the Cinebistro experience you're talking about, you're, you're paying more money, right? Oh, it's a hundred dollars to go to the movies
0: for two people. Because by the time you get done with the tickets and eating the food and you might have a drink, like, you know, a a cocktail drink, it's a lot. It's it's a full on date night.
1: Definitely. But it's It's to have a valuable experience. Yes. It, it might cost more. Now you can't do that every day in every transaction. You got to pick what's really important yeah. to you. We
0: did it literally a handful of times. Yeah. Year.
1: So you don't go to many movies, yeah. but when you do, no. you spend more money.
0: Yeah. Because it's not about the movie. It's about the total night yes. out. And so that's why I'm not a volume movie consumer, not in the theaters, um, even though there's actually a movie theater in the building I live in right downstairs. That's kind of crazy. I just thought of that. So I don't even have to go anywhere, but I just, you know, I haven't, for me, I don't think they're making movies for me these days. I don't know.
1: I go We're watching on, uh, a lot of
0: Netflix and stuff like that. Because or reading, I'm trying to read books, Joe. I'm trying to get smarter and keep up with you. Uh,
1: but I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> we, we go on Tuesday. So we get the inexpensive one. Tuesday's always discount day at movie theaters. Cheryl and I can sit in a the theater and see an, a movie on Tuesday afternoon for 10 bucks for both of us. Wow. Um, Yes. Which makes it a lot easier. I mean, think about that. I see, you know, you talked about a hundred bucks, so I'll see 10 movies uh, for both of us for a hundred bucks. Um, There's
0: also, by the way, a buyer beware um, part of this story. And I do want to mention that. Um, I also took this from Screen Grant that uh, um, there were some, it, this goes to you know reading the terms when you sign up for something and knowing what's going on. It says from Screen Rant, this is the initial promise to see a movie a day was limited to 2D versions only. I don't know if you knew that, if that was a fourth yes. show. Yep. Um, and then, then they also put started putting a lot of restrictions on consumers. So That's when were, I stopped they limiting going. which theaters would yeah they would limit what theaters would accept movie pass and then they would place arbitrary limits on which dates and times were available to see the newer releases and then this gets really shady joe movie pass angered customers by putting pulling dishonest tricks like changing users passwords to prevent them from requesting tickets to avengers infinity war seriously guys And then after immense quarterly losses, MoviePass changed the rules once again to only allow subscribers to see three movies a month. Yeah. And then it was still bleeding subscribers turned off by these prohibitive rules and cheap tricks. And then that's, of course, when the other theater chains started offering their own experiences. So (laughs) second mover advantage, I guess the theaters learn not to make it too inexpensive. And we've seen so many businesses come in um, with ridiculous offers, and then they have to raise the prices and people get upset. And sometimes those companies don't ever recover, but the new company coming in with the sustainable business model does succeed.
1: I also had to uh, had to contact them three times to cancel my account before they did three Ooh, times. Cool. It was it was oh, it was almost impossible to cancel it because they still wanted my money. Hey, it why just, were
0: you canceling if it was still fun? You you canceled before they declared bankruptcy.
1: E- e- yeah, I canceled the account because they were starting to play those tricks uh, because okay. because all of a sudden there were movies that were grayed out at our at our cinema. It, this is back when I was in Texas. Um, there were movies that were grayed out that I couldn't see. And they had other movies where you could only go see it at certain times. And they were all the inconvenient times, all the convenient times you couldn't go see it. And you could see they were trying to make it so that I could use it less often. And I'm like, this isn't, you know, I could just go and buy a ticket uh w- why would it be worth my while to like what it doesn't did make sense like isn't in, in the cinemark uh one their package and L, and uh amc's package also more around discounts at the concession stand you know which i tend to avoid anyway cuz i don't want to refinance my house to have some popcorn so just just saying Agreed. that is expensive Hey, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's show. But while we uh, give Bobby time to gather her thoughts, I want to talk a little bit about Joust. Big thanks to them for supporting Money With Friends. If you've ever thought about starting your own business Maybe it's a side hustle to start out with. Maybe you're thinking about making some extra money. Maybe just taking the plunge and and becoming an entrepreneur. Perhaps you wanted to begin a side passion project, but you weren't sure where to begin. Ensuring a steady income will always be one of the first things you think of and could be the reason why you don't eventually take the leap. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it easy. PayArmor, Joust invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. 71% of the gig economy doesn't get gets gets uh, gets stuck with non-payment from a customer. That's horrible. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter promo code money with friends and get a hundred dollars in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. And I'll tell you that Bobby is the first thing to do. If, if you're going to start, whether it's a side hustle business, just get your feet wet, get the banking stuff down. Like get that, get that taken care of, whether it's joust or somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And people often start with the creative and the product and especially for content creators like myself and like you, we're all about what we're doing. We love doing the podcast, but we have to do the business part too. And it's really important to get paid or you can't pay the people that help you get the content out there or whatever you're doing. It's really important to pay your bills and to treat your business like a business. It's not a hobby.
1: Yeah. You need to get paid. All right, Bobby. it is that time. What's your big takeaway here?
0: Do business with companies that have sustainable business models. (laughs) (laughs) I personally like to work with companies where I can see how they get paid. Am I watching an ad? Am I being sold to, for example, in a newsletter? Am I paying a subscription fee? Free or below what it costs them is a red flag compare as we did to free trades. That could be a loss leader. That's fine. Amazon can lose money on Prime because they're making money in other places. That's all fine. But our economy works when all parties get paid. This is very apropos with Chels, I have to say. Get the best price, but be okay paying the right price for the person or entity on the other side of the transaction. That's how the economy keeps going.
1: Well, and that dovetails, Bobby, right into mine, because whenever you work with anybody, you talk about a sustainable business model. If the company has a sustainable business model, they are going to get paid somehow. And when you do business with them, you want to make sure you know how they are getting paid. Now, when it comes to movies, it's fun to talk about MoviePass because, heck, did I take advantage of them for six months Because even though I thought they were unsustainable? Yes, I did, Your Honor. I completely did. but that's going to see movie. it's not a big deal. But if I'm working with financial professionals and I don't know how they get paid, I'm working with banking people and I don't know how they get paid, I'm working with insurance people I don't know how they get paid, that is a whole whole different can of worms. And you want to understand that so that you know why somebody's recommending what they recommend. Um, and it doesn't make it a bad recommendation. If they recommend something that is a product that they, that is, is theirs, it's their home team thing. I mean, if, if it's a product that they work with, maybe they know it better and they can show you the ins and outs better, but at the very least, understand the business model just a little bit. I get so frustrated when I see people in online forums go, well, but this one, this one's way, way, way cheaper. You have to ask yourself, why? Why is it cheaper?
0: Yeah. Look, if it works to your advantage, like MoviePass did, it's fine. As long sure. as you can get out and get, you know, stop paying them, which apparently wasn't very easy. But uh, yeah, and you know, I don't think you were taking advantage of them. You were participating in a service that made sense for you as a consumer, knowing the risks, and you weren't really exposed to any real danger. You were exposed to losing no. ten dollars a month, yeah. so that's fine. But you know, you talk about the financial advice you need to understand always when you go to a financial advisor, how are you getting paid? And if someone's a fiduciary, they will tell you.
1: Yeah. Good stuff there. Next show,
0: fiduciaries.
1: (laughs) Another show. Bobby, if people people want to help us make the show, they can do that over on Instagram. Not for every show, but for a lot of our shows. How do people uh, help us out over there?
0: Our Instagram handle is at MoneyFriendsPod. That is also our Twitter handle. Stay close, especially to the Instagram stories, because... When I get it together, which I did not for this show, I do post stories and um, previews of the stories that we're going to be talking about along with questions, polls, quizzes, so you can participate, get shout outs in the show and be part of our audience.
1: And if you want to uh, hang out with us while we make the show, either on YouTube or on Facebook, where we are today on YouTube, find the Money with Friends channel. Just go to YouTube.com and put in Money with Friends and you'll see our logo and subscribe there. So you'll get notifications. And then uh, to follow us on Facebook, we're on the Stacking Benjamins Facebook channel. It's uh, Facebook.com forward slash Benjamins. All right. Tomorrow, we have from Rich and Regular, which won the Plutus Blog of the Year this year. Julian Saunders joins Bobby Rebel. I'll be back on Thursday with comedian Paul Ollinger. We'll see you back here tomorrow, the guys at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com.